All right, guys, how are you? So today we're talking about the age-old question, calories in versus calories out, and does it work? So welcome to the Food Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Beck, and we're going to get right into it. So I don't want this to be a really super long um, podcast, so I'm going to try to be really conscious with the time, and there's a lot that we can get into, so I'm not going to go over everything. I'm going to go over two main points about calories in versus calories out and how that could actually affect the way you are losing weight. So here's the thing, you cannot deny science. It's just the reality, right? Calories in versus calories out, it is true. You need a deficit to see weight loss. However, there are things that can affect the way you actually are able to take a calories in versus calories out equation and see weight loss, okay? So it's not as black and white as people like to make it be. First of all, the TDEE calculators that you're using, they may not, they're just a guide, okay? They're just a guide. They're there for you to have an idea. They're an estimate at best, all right? An estimate at best. And so if you're using one of those and you're like, I'm not seeing any weight loss, you know, my metabolism is broken, um, I'm having hormonal issues, I'm in, you know, perimenopause and menopause and, you know, forget this weight loss, I can't lose weight. I'm here to tell you, you can lose weight, nothing is broken, you're not broken, your metabolism broken, that TDEE calculator is broken, okay? That's what's broken, that's not you. Um and so you need to get some, you know, help. And what I'm going to say is, yes, you may need to take a step and do some investment in yourself and invest in a program. And I will put a plug in for my program at the end of this. But right now I'm going to talk to you about your whole, this whole calories in versus calories out. I'm taking two components that I want to, I want to definitely talk to you about. I did talk to you about that there could be something up with the TDEE and you're not getting the right numbers. That's definitely true. And also the Apple Watches and things that we do, because part of calories out, right, is all, part of that is the amount of movement that you're doing. And sometimes we overestimate how much we're actually burning when we are working out, because those calories, that, that tracking device is just not, you know, 100%, okay? So you have to take that with a grain of salt, all right? But I'm not going to talk about that. Today I'm going to talk about, first of all, well, I'm going to get to that, but not exactly yet. Right now I want to talk to you about, and I have notes, but I hate reading off the notes, guys, because I just feel like it's, you know, so like robotic and I just don't like it. So I have like an outline here, but, you know, I am I usually don't use it. It's there. I don't usually use it. All right, let's talk about calories in. And I'm just going to talk about one thing because I feel as though this is a huge um, component of why you may not be seeing weight loss, Okay. It is the type of food that you're eating. And here's the thing, based on the type of food that you're eating, and it also goes into your gut health, okay? Um, but you know that's another side note, because like I said, there's a lot of things going into this. So I'm just gonna talk about the type of food that you're eating today. Based on the type of food that you're eating, we do not absorb 100% of those calories, okay? There are some foods that you will absorb 100% of those calories, and that's going to affect the calories in, all right? Some of those foods that definitely affect those calories are those highly palatable foods. So if you are eating high saturated fats, sugary foods, 
things like that, ice cream, stuff like that. I'm not saying you can't, but I'm saying if that is a good majority of your food, you're going to be absorbing 100% of those calories coming in, okay? Also, food labels are not correct, all right? You have to understand that too. So you might be tracking your food and thinking, well, I'm hitting these calories, eating these highly palatable foods. You're getting 100% of those calories. Those food labels probably aren't correct, which is then probably putting you in a energy surplus. Okay, so the deficit's not there, right? Secondly, if you're eating foods that are fibrous, nuts, seeds, fibrous foods, fruits, vegetables, things like that, whole grains, you are not going to be absorbing all of those calories, okay? So therefore, you're actually going to be probably in even more of an energy decrease, okay? Because you're not absorbing all those calories. Therefore, you can actually eat more. Those are the when we talk about the volume metrics, diets, and things like that, eating in volume. That's like when people say like, oh my God, I'm, you see it on Instagram all the time. It drives me insane. Oh my God, I mean, I, I, I'm eating so much more food than I ever have been. And you're actually probably not eating more food than you ever had been. You're just eating better. And therefore, yes, all those calories aren't going into your body. You're not digesting all those calories first. Well, that those calories in and you're eating more food in volume. Okay. That's why you feel like you can eat more. Right? You're just eating better. Okay. You're just eating better. And so I want you to understand the type of food that you eat affects that energy equation more than you think it does. Okay. That and labeling is incorrect in our country. So understand that those labels can be off. Really look at your portions and how much you're eating. That is a huge thing too. Okay. So that's your energy in. Okay. Energy out. The one thing I want to talk to you about is your resting metabolic rate. Okay. That is, you know, I'm just chilling out and I'm hanging out here and I'm burning some calories, right? That can be definitely dictated through a couple of things. First of all, your age, your weight, um, hormonal factors, things like that. But here's the thing. Genetics plays a huge factor in your resting metabolic rate. You can be the same age as someone, the same activity level as someone, um, the same sex, all that stuff. And here's the thing. If you have a specific genotype, which in my genetic testing, we go through, if you have that specific genotype, you could actually be burning 100 to 200 calories less a day. That is a genetic thing that can just be part of your body and just you. And there's nothing about that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that you need to, if you get the genetic testing and you have that, then you know, okay, I have to be a little bit more cautious with my calories in. I might have to be thinking about the type of food that I'm eating a little bit more. Okay, so it makes a huge difference. So understand that your resting metabolic rate does change with your age, with your sex, with your weight and all those things, but it also could be directly impacted through genetics. Okay. All right, guys. So, you know, this was something I don't want to really touch on more of this because it's really, really um, in depth and I'm going to do a different series with this. So this was part one. I'm going to do three parts. So this is part one today of this series. We're going to move into 
part two later on in the week where I get into talking about a little bit more things with your energy in versus energy out. But I want you to be really um, thinking about this this week about the foods that you're eating, the palatability of those foods. I mean, I get it. We all like to have some ice cream once in a while. We all like to have some of those other, you know, really tasty things, but it's affecting actually, like I said, the amount of calories that you're putting in. And I'm also going to talk um, later on about how those foods can actually affect your appetite and how they can affect your cueing system with your hormones and causing you to actually overeat. Okay. So there's some other things we're going to talk about later on this week, because this is a massive, massive beast to uncover calories in versus calories out. And there's so many things that get into it. And so when I look and I work with women and clients over the age of 40 and over the age of 45, there's so many factors that go into it. And they come to me thinking that they're broken and that they can't see weight loss and that there's all these things going on with them. And the reality is, is that there's nothing broken about you. There's nothing wrong with your metabolism. You may have some hormonal issues that are affecting the calories in versus calories out. And that that is something that we'd have to tweak. And a TDEE calculator on your own is not something that's going to work um, probably 90% of the time. So it is important if you're struggling to see some of these results to reach out because like I said, it's not black and white. There's so many factors in there that can affect why you're not seeing weight loss and why this calories in versus calories out equation isn't working for you. Okay. So I want to bring it around to my, the launch of my damn I'm worth it method, right? And I have been doing this in, in one-on-one pockets, but now I'm opening it up into more of a group kind of cohort type of thing where we're doing a hybrid. You still get the one-on-one coaching, but we're I'm launching this in September. Okay. September 11th is the launch of this, but you have to be committed by August 1st because I do need to get the genetic test out to you. And I do need to have the genetic test back so that everybody's ready to rock and roll by September 11th. But here's the thing with the genetic testing, I can get, it's like a bird's eye view. It's a blueprint of your genetic makeup so that I can nail this calories in first calories out equation for you so that we don't have this bouncing around because if I don't have this and when I work with clients, it takes a little bit longer for me to figure out all these different influences that can be happening and can be causing you to not see the weight loss because there needs to be a tweak in this equation. So this equation does work. You do need to have the deficit. It is about calories in versus calories out. But like I said, there's a lot of different factors. So if you want to get into that program, it starts September 14th. You need to be registered by August 1st so I can get the testing out to you. You can go to my website, www.fitpeaches4u. Go to nutrition services and go to waitlist and get your name on the waitlist. Or you can send me a DM through Instagram at fitpeaches for you and you can just you know send me a wait list and I will put you on that wait list and we can also have a 15 minute consult just to talk about whether or not this is the right fit for you because I will be talking to anyone that gets on the wait list I will be doing a 15 minute consultation with you because I want this to be the right program it is only for 10 women it's a small cohort group you need to be 45 and older 
this is the criteria. You need to um, have 10 pounds to lose and you, it's only eight weeks. So I would like it to be a 10 pound um, ish weight loss that you're looking for. And you need to have actually been on a couple diets within the past decade. Okay. So those are the three requirements that I'm looking for. Okay. If you fit those requirements and you're super interested in this, reach out to me and I will get you into the wait list and we will have that consult. All right, guys, but pay attention to the type of food that you're eating. It's super important when it comes to that calories in. All right. Have a great day. Bye guys.